Hello everyone and welcome back to 7 Minutes in Westeros, the Game of Thrones podcast here from Ohio.com and the Akron Beacon Journal. This is digital content editor Dan Kadar and I'm joined as always by Beacon Journal Deputy Metro Editor Joe Thomas. Joe, I'm happy to be here for the wrap-up edition. Yes. I'm still a little bit puzzled in some ways, but unlike a lot of people, I think I'm okay mostly with the ending. So are we going to go 7 minutes or 6 minutes because there are only 6 kingdoms now? Oh, gosh. Well, I'm still kind of counting uh, Winterfell. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get to Winterfell being run by Sansa Stark here eventually, but we have to start our final podcast here with the person who reigns supreme. There is no Iron Throne, but the person in charge of everything now, Bran. Bran the Broken. Yeah, boy, what a name. And what a lead-up to his uh, crowning of king, uh, masterfully set up by Tyrion. But I, I was actually shocked that as many people went for that as did. I think that um, I certainly think Yara Greyjoy would have stood up and said, "I too would like to be an independent yes. country." Um, the others up there, not so much, because they really did not operate from positions of strength. But. Um, I was a little bit surprised by that, but I, I I could see it. Yeah, it was definitely surprising, just because you know we we've talked over the last you know five episodes or whatever who would be on the Iron Throne, who were the betting favorites. Bran was really never discussed, and I, I think it was just a little strange from the standpoint of he's just been so disinterested in everything besides like being the historian of these lands. And then he was like, why do you think I'm here? Why do you think I came all this way? Right. Was really just a puzzling line to me because we've come to think of him as a mystic and somebody who would never want that way of living. But maybe he feels now that that's his calling, now that the um, Night King has been defeated and yeah. he's got to do something with that extra eye. And you, yes, you you mentioned you know the the masterful kind of positioning by Tyrion there. Boy, that was a good Peter Dinklage episode, wasn't it? Like he to me, he's the best actor on this show. He has been the whole time. But this was a wonderful performance. I agree that he was the heart of the show, and I was worried to, to see his demise, and, and glad to see that in the end he got to be alive, not because of his heroics, but for punishment. Yeah, and he got to do his. Uh, jackass and honeycomb line for the third time uh, if anybody doesn't know that reference look it up it's a very raunchy joke so that that's kind of where westeros itself stands now at the end you have bran on top and the you know the lieutenants under him but then you have the fate of the other starks you have the aforementioned sansa being the ruler of the independent winterfell you have Jon Snow going to the Night's Watch and then ultimately going north of the Wall. And mm-hmm. The show concludes kind of how it began with the the door at the Wall. Somehow the Wall was rebuilt, but that's a whole other podcast for itself. And then you have Arya, the, the Westerosi traveler, who's going to go beyond Westeros to see what else is out there. Which of those do you think is the most well done and which of those is kind of the weirdest? I thought the weirdest was John being banished again to yeah. the, the Night's Watch. I thought that Sansa was, was very predictable to me. I could see her as a queen in the making all season long, and I wasn't surprised by that. 
I loved Arya's ending. I, th- I thought it was appropriate for her. It showed some growth of her character that she mm-hmm. wasn't about killing anymore. That she wanted to see what was west of Westeros. And I think HBO wants to think of that that is actually Westworld. But um, <laughs> that's a whole other issue in itself as well. Starring Aaron Paul now for some reason. But anyway, look, the, the Arya thing is interesting to me because I instantly want an Arya show... What happened to the face taking? She like that. They built up this whole thing and this superpower that she has, basically, to take people's faces, and then I, she doesn't do it. I wanted to see one more uh, instance of her using that magic or whatever that is that yeah. she's able to do that, and I wanted to see one more instance of Bran uh, warging, uh, yes, and and see what that world was like for him again. They've kind of pushed all that to the side. Um, since he rolled his eyes in uh, in the episode three this yeah, season, the Battle of Winterfell, and you know the, all of it was kind of still rushed to some degree with with those kind of things. You know they they had Arya in episode five pondering that white horse, and then it, it was it yeah, where matter. was the white horse in this episode? Right. Oh, the white horse was a big walk off in, in, in a big episode, and then it's just an afterthought right. the next episode. Yeah. Again, like th- this episode, well, well shot, well edited, as a standalone, I guess it's fine, but as part of the whole, I mean, j- just so much more rushed stuff. And you had another modern day thing in it. You had the bottle of water at Sam's feet. During, yes, yeah. I saw that. And, and, and once again, uh, an editing mistake that, that people latch on to to say, look, look at how rushed this season was. Yeah. Look at. But again, we also had a huge set piece a week ago with the explosions and, and, and the destruction of Westeros. Massive undertaking. Probably one of the most expensive TV episodes shot in history. Um, so yeah, their their production quality uh, and their values a little iffy this season. A lot iffy in yeah. a lot of people's minds. Look, we do seven minutes. We're going to go a little bit past this time, so I, I don't want to keep rushing through everything. Okay. So, Seven minutes in Westeros. If you're still hanging around, we're, we're going to go eight, nine, ten minutes. We're going to see where this thing takes us today because we have to... We're going to tie up some of the loose ends. Maybe Game of Thrones didn't. Maybe not. Who knows? But let's talk about Danny. The whole thing. The, the shot of Jon walking up and the, the dragon kind of awaking from its slumber and letting him pass. Great shot. The Danny being completely crazy pretty interesting yeah and and also there was the shot of the dragon rising up behind her and yeah. you saw oh, yeah. it looked as if she had the dragon wings herself very disney-esque moment there to remind us that there was a lot of evil there too right and and the conflict in her we, we've seen a lot of good and we've seen a lot of evil in her but for those who were thinking this was out of character for her a week ago when she announced her plans to to move on and and basically conquer the world and destroy everything that she felt evil about it, and after she had made it known that she didn't care about collateral damage to uh, innocence, it was game over for her. I, if any if I, anyone was on the fence about her being possibly good or bad, that moment had to seal the deal and say, "Look, she needs to be gone." Yes, and then her. Her speech to John when he approaches her on the Iron Throne, which, by the way, seeing her on the throne was was a neat thing anyway. But 
her speech to John just kind of hammered home, God, this woman has gone completely off the deep end. And this character that they built up as the, you know, the, the moral backing of good on the show is completely gone. And then Absolutely. John sticks the knife in her, and that's it. What, were you shocked when that happened? Because no. I was. I, I, I could see that, uh, and that being the moment. I thought that the, the nod between Tyrion and John, when John's visiting Tyrion and saying, you know, what needs to be done, I could see that coming from that point. Yeah. I, I didn't think it would be that easy to kill Danny, honestly, with the dragons in the picture. Same, yeah. Um, you know, one other thought I had when you're talking about tying up loose ends, a couple of weeks ago you looked like you needed a hug when uh, <laughs> when uh, Ghost was sent off to the north without so much as a scratch behind the ears. And last night we finally got that little scratch behind the ears. How did you feel at that moment, Dan? I, it felt like another instance of fan service on this season because John had no idea he was going to end up back there. So the whole idea of a reunion, which was great, again, as a standalone thing, cool. But, like, as part of the whole, it was a little weird. Like, Ghost should have just been like, hey, screw you, pal. <laughs> and just gone full, uh, whatever Arya's, Nymeria, and just buzzed off. I think what they really gave us was an opportunity for somebody to go back, and they probably will, to recut all the footage yes. of the show from a direwolf's point of view <laughs> and um, show us how this was really the story about a boy and his dog. Yeah. Back to back to the last things with Danny, real quick. Boy, how intuitive is that dragon? Like, right when she dies, that dragon's up there, boy. Uh, you know, we know we've known about her connection with the dragons from the start, from when she merged with them, perched mm-hmm. on her shoulders, um, and and she's been through a lot of ups and downs with them. And at this point, it's a dragon that's lost two siblings, and now it's all it's got is mom. Yeah, why it did not lash out at, at Jon Snow at that moment was a little bit of a puzzle to me too. Um, yeah, but was he impervious as a Targaryen to the fires of the dragon's breath? Maybe I don't know. I thought we were going to find out. But then I, I liked it. It was a little hokey how, how the, the, the dragon melted the Iron Throne, but you, I, I still liked it. You saw the furnace glowing in its throat, yes. and you knew it was going to turn on something. Um, the symbolism of that moment can't be discounted. Uh, the Iron Throne being melted onto the steps of power. Yeah. Uh, opening up a new way. I, I think that's what they were doing, trying to do, but again, it did feel very rushed. Hmm. Did you think it was corny when Sam presented the book to Tyrion, A Song of Fire and Ice, which is, of course, George Martin's? I had heard several people predict that. I actually yeah. had one prediction I had heard had had uh, George R.R. R. Martin himself as an older Sam. That was my prediction last um, week. And, yeah. I, and I'd seen that and heard that a couple other places as well. And um, I didn't think that was corny. I thought the best part about that was that when Tyrion asked, well, where am I? And Sam said, well, you're not in it. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a just comeuppance there. Uh, let's see what other kind of little tidbit things are left in there. You have Brienne kind of eulogizing Jamie in book form, which I understand people being upset about that because Jamie kind of turned his back on her and betrayed her. And But I, I kind of like that she took the higher ground and just presented Jamie in this book of nights as this upstanding character who 
frankly just did his job. And I think some of the other reasons why people were upset on that one too was we have seen her as one of the strongest female characters on the show. Yeah. And at the end that she is writing the story of the man that she loved as being uh, in, in such a glowing way, uh, we are we to forget about how strong she was on her own? I don't, I don't think we're supposed to. But that scene was a little puzzling to me. Yeah, yeah. Anything else, Joe? Before we get out of here, I'm glad to see the show ended. I, I've, I've invested a lot of time in it, and I'm ready to close the book on it. <laughs> That's right. But at least, you know, we. We at least were productive with it. Bazillions of hours were lost at workplaces. We at least turned ours into part of our job. And that's all we can say here. On, uh, except, on and, and now our watch has ended, which oh. everybody else is saying, yeah, I went there. You did go there. What a way to finish off. Seven minutes in Westeros. This week, 15 minutes oh in Westeros. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for, for hanging around and checking in on the podcast uh, this whole season. And we'll talk to you next time. On 7 Minutes in Westworld.